Mr. Pryor, wants to add 10 more days to buying a gun. You need background checks. You need to know who you are if you own a gun. Well, why do we not need to know who you are when you vote? Why do we not need to know when you are supposed to see the most important thing in this country and put your number down and say, that's my president? for today is a program where we explore all things Second Amendment, all things that protect, threaten, and violate the Second Amendment rights of all Americans, from unconstitutional executive orders and legislation, judicial tyranny and overreach, to how you can get trained and be better prepared to defend yourself, your family, your neighbors, and your rights. So, if the Second Amendment is important to you, make sure to subscribe to the New American Magazine and get on the 2A for Today mailing list so that you get an email alert anytime we upload a video or stream a live event. My name's Zoe Warren, and I'm the host of 2A for Today. Today I'm here with Chad Caton. Chad Caton is a 2A enthusiast. He is a political type, and he's also one of those people who is in the world of entertainment that is able to fire people up and get them going. Chad, welcome to the show, bro. Huge honor. I'm a big fan. Right <laughs> off the jump, you sent it to me, and I'm like, we're putting this on our show. We're putting this on our site, on Facebook, and uh, our Twitter, uh, for some reason Twitter keeps taking it down, but I don't know why. I think it's me, I don't think it's you. It's because I'm black. <laughs> it's because it's a white guy and a black guy working together, that's why, I don't know why. That's a drug deal. We can't have that happen, yeah. It's, we're in Baltimore all of a sudden. Yeah. No, 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 we were in South Carolina, dang it. That's how it happens, that's how we do it. And that's, I've never had anybody inter uh, introduce me that way. In entertainment, and uh, activists, and I got a lot going on. You do, man. I never stop, man. My, me and my wife, Elizabeth, she's a beast. Now, tell me about. Tell me a little bit about two things. Number one, I'm fired up. Your political endeavors, and then also your family. Essentially, I started uh, my beautiful family. Um, my wife, Elizabeth, uh, she's uh, she's my unicorn. You know, um, redhead Italian that can tan. <laughs> I had to. I had to have it, and uh, she is my everything. And she is just one of the strongest people you'll ever meet. Um, I love her. You know, it still gets me. Um, we have two dogs, no kids, um, and we believe in everything that we do. We are passionate, just like I am about my wife. I'm passionate about this country. I served in the United States Navy, CBs. Um, and then when I got out, I did some time in California. <laughs> I call it doing time. Um, uh, I, was, I was a bodyguard out there. Uh, I had a small construction company. Moved to Cal uh, and did wildfire fighting out there. And then I moved here to South Carolina, be close to my family in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And I ended up um, doing occupational fire as a firefighter. And uh, I broke my neck. I got real depressed because firefighting was everything to me. I got fired on Christmas Eve uh, for the 180 day policy um, because it's a right to work state. Doesn't matter if you're, if you're healed or not, you're fired. I didn't get a letter saying, thank you for your service. We're sorry that you, you hurt yourself and on the job. Um, it said you've been terminated from your job, on, and I received it on Christmas Eve. Um, I had a buddy of mine who was a Marine and a, and a firefighter, and he uh, came to my house and shook me one day. He said, you talked about it at every dinner table about what's wrong with this county, the politics, the good old boys. Fight for us. 
and the chairman that did care about the 180 days. Um, there was a political uh, roundtable with all the people running, including the congressionals. Tom Rice, he's a real famous guy here. Jerk. Um, and it, then it turned into, I, I, I'm big on reading people, and he was one of those control the moment, and I knew at this particular moment he couldn't control the microphone. Waited for them to ask for questions. They asked for questions, and I let him have it. Just undressed the man and all of his lies and everything he said he's done for public safety, and to the point where he ran out of the room. All the press came to interview him because he was the city and county chairman of Horry County, and um, he doubled down. He said that we were, the Burgess event was actually taken over by union thugs. Whoa. First off, I've never been in a union, never paid a union due. And so I was like, my wife showed me this go live thing on Facebook. <laughs> I was like, I, stick, I, took, I stood in front of my American flag in my front yard after I mowed the yard, and I let it rip again. And I said how I felt about him and how he feels that he needs to call firefighters and police that are fighting for the people of Horry County and that are when in election, which is about the people, and you're going out there and lying about the money you're spending or curving it, but that nobody can speak because they will be fired immediately. No more. And when I, when I signed off, I signed off as, I'm Chad Caton, the thug firefighter. And the thugzilla was born. I started receiving pictures of firefighters and cops across the country with thug life across it. Nurses with thug life across their knuckles. It was bad. Outstanding. It was really bad. I, I, and we just kept going live. And I'm Fired Up was born. Um, <laughs> we went up and then all of a sudden the cancel culture came in and um, I had a radio show uh, that was really popular called I'm Fired Up. I went to, uh, the weekend before, I interviewed Jeremy Bertino, who is known as the Noble Beard, that got stabbed in the belly in the first rally. Um, I got that interview. I thought it was a huge get, if you will. Um, I went January 6th, uh, I went to uh, Washington, and I never made it to the Capitol. I was in Black Lives Matter Square having dialogue. Do you think all these people think we're better than you? Because that's Why are we burning stuff down? You guys say that you want to talk. Here I am. No helmet, I do have a vest on, I have cameras, I have a, a platform, talk to me. And I sat there for an hour and 45 minutes talking to the guy with the crown on in Black Lives Matter uh, uh, Plaza, and when all heck broke loose, he protected me. You know, and he protected me. I had to hump it from basically Washington Monument all the way to Alexandria, Virginia, and the day I got in my car, uh, everybody started texting me things on Facebook. And people were saying I should be hung. People said I was a traitor. People, because I'd sent video and, and said that I was in Washington. And just because I was there, the left of O'Ree County, who's never spoke before, came out of the woodwork. And two days after, I was fired from my uh, radio show. Um, and Facebook completely deleted my personal. I can't even put your stuff on my phone to go on Facebook. I mean, Zuckerberg and I are real close. Real close. Um, hates me. And... It kind of killed everything because I was a fireman and I, had, I didn't have all of these different platforms. And since then, we have been reevaluating and we have come out on a couple of different platforms slowly, just in speech and stuff. Um, I have interns with Turning Point USA. They have a show called The Afterburn um, on I'm Fired Up, still on Facebook. And uh, guns and uh, Second Amendment is where I'm at. And that's what I'm going to be speaking on today.
Tell me a little bit about Jerry Wayne for our viewers. Who is Jerry Wayne? What happened? Uh, why is he significant? Jerry Wayne is a millwright, uh, union millwright, and I believe it was at the Chrysler uh, auto plant. Um, we all remember that uh, uh, Sleepy Joe was awake and walking through the, uh, the auto plant, and some little guy in bib overalls and a hard hat said, I got some questions for you. And he's like, shoot. <laughs> I guess Betty wish he didn't say that. And uh, Jerry Wayne was the guy that confronted uh, Joseph Biden uh, as a candidate. In regards to you are take you have said that you will take our guns. Um, Joe was very, 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 very lost, and to the point where he's like, "Well, I didn't say that," and you, you act to the point where he actually put his finger in Jerry's face, and Jerry said, "I'm not okay with that." And this is a former vice president, like, "Who are you? What?" And Jerry didn't care. He stood his ground, and he he did what I talk about in every one of my shows. They are just people that work for us. Stop being fearful of them. And, and what we, and Jerry did it. He stood strong against his union. All of his union brothers around him gave him a ton of trouble afterwards. And he stood his ground and he stood his ground and he stood his ground. And he, he, he won the dialogue between him and Joe Biden. I had my radio show and we were small budget radio and, you know, Facebook and all that. And I saw this guy, I was like, who's this little skinny fella in, a, in, in bib overalls up in Detroit getting in Biden's uh, rear end? And I was like, I really like him. And I watched it and I watched it. And then he came out with the NRA video and I'm like, oh, goose pimply. And you know, this is my dude. <laughs> and I hit him up and hit him up and hit him up on Facebook and everywhere else and everywhere else. And six degrees of separation is a real thing. And I knew this guy and this guy. And then I finally got him through on Facebook. And he, uh, he's like, what's up, man? Jerry Wayne. And I was like, this is Jerry Wayne, what's up? He goes, uh, um, I said, man, I'd love to have you on my radio show. And he goes, oh yeah, man, just tell me when. And uh, he set it up, had to cancel because of another, uh, something else came up. Um, and then I called him, I said, man, I understand if you're busy, we're small, you know, and he's like, he's like, no, man, I've listened to two of your shows. He's online and he said, uh, I'll be there this Saturday. And it was one of the greatest radio moments ever. It was like him and I were brothers. Like we knew each other forever. And you know when it's clicking and you're interviewing. And I mean, it's, he's in Detroit. And I'm in Marble Bay, South Carolina. And we just hit it off. And, and you know, I was hardcore about the gun thing. And, and he kept talking. He goes, yeah, Joe did this. And he goes, you know, uh, it, it wasn't what everybody thought. And the real, his real thing, he wanted everybody to know, I'm not an auto worker. I'm a millwright. Which I had to look up. <laughs> I, no wonder I had to look it up. It's some smart fellers. You know, he works, he works uh, on nuclear reactors. I mean, the guy is brilliant. And um, then we had an event. And I'm like, hey, man, you want to do this? I started doing events. And I, I said, hey, man, you want to do this event with me? And, and he's like, yeah. And luckily, his mother worked for Delta Airlines. So he got really cheap tickets. So he flew into Myrtle Beach all the time. He'd stay at my house. I got him a suite at the hotel and everything. And um, he's like, I was like, you, or you can stay at our house because we got to leave in the morning. We ended up becoming great friends, doing a bunch of things. And I told him one day, and I introduced him to some gun guys I know. And I said, why don't you make the AR-14? He's like, I can't do that. You got to go through the ATF. I said, I know a guy. Went to a developer, um, started doing it, got the rights from the ATF for the AR-14. It will be a nomenclature. And... You know, I don't have kids. You, you have beautiful children, Zoe, you know, and that's my legacy. 
my name will always be on that AR-14. And uh, we have a builder, and we didn't want it to be a fun gun. You know, here's Biden, you know, running his mouth, or, or it's a Biden gun. We have developed it with some uh, SOCOM guys, uh, gun enthusiasts, and I'll just say this. If we can get the, the tubing right, which I think we have it now, this will be a side charge AR-14. It will look nothing like the AR-15. You won't have a rear charge. Stay in position. Game changer. And man, <laughs> these guys, the builders are just having a ball with this because they're just like, go for it, you know, whenever they get to put their name on it. So uh, we're getting through our uh, R&D. What is it? Research development. Yeah, R&D. And um, I haven't seen, uh, I've seen the, the, the layout of the prototype. And when this happens, um, Jerry is going to come out with it, of course. And we are going to sell 1,776 of the first series of the Jerry Wayne AR-14. And we're gonna take certain numbers out, it's gonna be 001, and we're gonna take certain numbers out, like 9-11, we're gonna, uh, he was talking about donating that to the um, uh, Tunnels of Love uh, for 9-11. Um, 45, hopefully uh, 45 will let us come by and hand it to him. Um, 22 for me. <laughs> he asked me what number I want, and I'm like, I don't know, it was like two? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, it's going to be exciting and it's going to be big. It's going to be real big. COVID, we were actually going to have it hopefully done so we could do it at the big show in Vegas as an unveil. Um, but COVID canceled that. So um, luckily that put us back in R&D, which helped us make a better gun. So. so the AR-14 push, the encouragement came from you. And yeah. also some connections in getting it done. Tell me a little bit how difficult it is, is it, excuse me, to go through the ATF and get something like that. I really wish I could, I could uh, explain that um, because I just happen to have the right guy. Um, the, and if you go to any FFL uh, that's a, a fire, fire, they build firearms, um, they, can, they know how to work through the ATF. And it's not a big deal. What they're saying is that the, the AR-14 is going to exist and it's going to exist under uh, Jerry Wayne Firearms or uh, Craddock uh, Firearms, who's currently building it. Um, and... Uh, it, it's not, a, it didn't seem as hard, but maybe it's because I wasn't the one doing it. I don't, I don't really know. So um, I wish I could tell, talk more, but it came pretty quick. And maybe it was just a good day at the ATF. I'm still waiting for a suppressor, you know, I mean, because I went January 6th, I may never get it. So, but I've already paid You're for in it. Texas. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. I don't need that no more. And I just want it because I'm deaf from me in the military and the suppressor makes a big difference. It's not like I'm trying to be a sniper with an AR. Missouri did some good things too, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I lived in Illinois. I, so I understand communism. I, I grew up in Illinois and I lived in California until I moved to South Carolina. And so I understand what it means to live under a communist regime and fight communism because I was a CB in the Navy. Um, so to see Missouri, to see uh, Texas and even here in South Carolina, and I hope we can get into that because they're, they like to play the, the game here and the movement is changing where we're not putting up with it anymore. I was actually told by a legislator, it's good to have half the loaf and none of it. I said, no, it's not. I want it all. And we deserve to have it all. So um, in South Carolina, the, the things that have gone under the Second Amendment, we have, I've spoke on the Statehouse steps three times. Um, <clears throat> I am probably, other than finding my wife, uh, one of the greatest things that we were able to accomplish is we were able to be the fourth county in the United States in O'Ree County 
as a sanctuary ordinance, meaning with teeth. You will not come in here as the federal government in Horry County and take our guns. That's a promise. You can stop right there, Aner. And we got boys that'll make sure you stop there at Aner. <laughs> and then it happened in Horry County. And the beautiful part is when they passed this junk uh, uh, open carry that they just passed. With training. With training. Basically means CWP, you're allowed to let your shirt catch on it now a instead of getting a ticket. With a little bit of infringement, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just a little bit. Um, in, in, in that bill, they actually added the sanctuary ordinance bill that myself and Councilman Al Allen wrote. And, but they had to take my name off it, so it would get passed. Whatever. I'm good with it. Well, so Alan Wilson, you know who to thank. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Well, don't say that. I don't know. Alan Wilson. <laughs> well, he gave you some teeth. I'm, I'm all for, you know, boosting the office of the AG. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 listen, power, you know? listen, man, Alan Wilson and I, um, he's one of the few that I haven't had direct, you know, go afters because that's what we do. I'm fired up. I, I, I love an email campaign. Y'all do that. Not my thing. I don't even check my email. I got interns that check my email. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where we have done enough emails. We have done enough phone calls. If you want to get involved and you're tired of being in the apathetic world that we live in and say, my government is what I, me, we, the people should do instead of them and their people, come check us out. I'm fired up. We got plenty of things for you to do and we'll stand right with you. We are not going there to hurt people. We don't want hurt. We are doing the mundane now of actually getting out and directing and putting people together and organizing so that we, in fact, never have to go hot with our barrels because the Second Amendment is there to protect all the others. They can talk about hunting. They can talk about skeet shooting and all and the sort. But it was written for us to protect us from a tyrannical government. I don't know about you, but I'm seeing some tyranny everywhere. And I've got guys that are militia guys, and, and they're all out there. It's a barrier to ambition of men, period. And period. And, and, I, and I always say this to my militia guys out there. I love you. Always be vigilant. Always be prepared. But we have to do the suit sometimes. We have to do the I'm going to make it uncomfortable with that legislator sometimes. We have to make them uncomfortable based off of what we believe is important for us, we the people, and the rights that we maintain. Because if we don't, they run rampant, i.e. Lindsey Graham. He can never lose, and he does whatever he wants. That's not a government that was put before us by our founding fathers. Yeah, we're not the Philippines. We're the Filipino stick fighting in front of everybody, which I think would be kind of cool. It would be a lot more interesting to watch on C-SPAN. I'm still waiting for the Marjorie Green AOC thing. I'm down. Marjorie Green, I got Marjorie Green. I got people at, at, at MMA. We can get this done. <laughs> we can get this done. Um, but we have to get to that point. And the Second Amendment, if we don't fight for that now, and I say this all the time, we become activists based off of that apathy. We become activists when it's at our front door. It's too late. There's really no such thing as a moderate when it comes to the Constitution, because it's either you're with the Constitution or you're not. There's no such thing as in the middle. There's no such thing as moderate. There's either you are enforcing and upholding the Constitution as written, or you're not. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and you can't prostitute it to make it work for you. 
<laughs> and that's where I see, I looked at a senator the other day, Greg Embry. As a matter of fact, as far as I'm concerned, you're censured. Along with uh, Luke Rankin, you're censured. These are two. These are two senators that decided to table the uh, uh, open carry constitutional open carry. And I talked to him at a women's Republican, and I actually took. We kind of took over the whole meeting. I said, Senator Embry, I need to know why. His excuses were elementary and sad. You're talking to somebody that will die for the Second Amendment, me. And you're talking to me as a state senator, and you're telling me, yes, you have rights, but so do the people that don't want to carry. And I say, can you tell me where we are infringing on their rights? Because you're not trained. That's not what it says. When you buy a hoverboard that all these people went and got their kids, did anybody go to the training? Because hoverboards have put more people in the emergency rooms than guns have in the last two years, just for the record. They talk about how the Second Amendment was based off of a musket. But those same Democrats will talk about the First Amendment. They didn't say anything about that in the Constitution about the Internet. They're the same. The hypocrisy that comes from the left is what's making the right so big right now. And what we have to do is show that hypocrisy to the apathetic side of the, of the community that is out there that spends their five minutes a day on politics. That's why we're at Rock the Red, because it's time we start rocking our politics. Because what is more important than the garden you sow? And this is our country. Every one of you are a citizen. We've just fallen so far, bro. I mean, Jefferson yeah. in 1824 was talking about how we have, all of us, we have the right to certain things. Religion, uh, expression, speech. To be at all times armed. That, that wasn't even a question. It was never a question. And, and the thing is, is the senator, and I want to bring this up here, Greg Embry, looked me straight in my face. And he said, I said, what about a woman that is walking to her car and needs the opportunity because of the ugly world we live in to protect herself? You want her to go to an eight-hour class. You want her to go to an eight-hour class that is booked for two months. What if she just got divorced? Domestic violence is one of the biggest problems we have in South Carolina. We cannot pretend that women aren't being killed by their ex-husbands or boyfriends. goes back to the old adage, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. You know, it's funny. That's the Clyburn, you know, our... our he's, a, he's a peach. Him and his uh, loophole, Bill Charleston loophole. <laughs> there's, like, there's a loophole. Like, criminals yeah. follow the law. They might go through a loophole. I got a loophole for him. Uh, but the idea being that we should extend background checks. It shouldn't even exist. But that we should extend those background checks to 10 days. So now what you're talking about is a woman who gets attacked on the weekend. Right. Her husband goes to jail. So I'm going to kill you when I get out of here. Yep. So currently... In three days, by Wednesday, she would be able to have a weapon, which is unreasonable to me, but we have to deal with what we got. That's right. But they want to extend that to 10 days. Now she has to wait a whole another week to be able to protect her and her children from a man who may get out and put them to death. Remember that hypocrisy I talked about? <laughs> it's a strategy, though, for them. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. The Democrats have a strategy that, 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 that has brought the, certain people to their game. We start using some of those strategies it's not necessarily a bad thing so you made a good point mr clyburn god bless your heart he wants 10 days more right it's important we need to know what you, who you are and what you are in order to buy a gun it's your right even though it's your right we need to know right but mr clyburn you don't want to have to have people have ids to vote 
the most important aspect of our republic, you don't feel that it's necessary that they have to be able to show who they are as a person in order to vote in the most important part of our democracy. Moving trillion dollar economy. Absolute hypocrisy. You don't like guns. They scare you because they, they, they mess with your idea of, of if we continue to do our socialist agenda, at some point they may rise up. And if they rise up and they have weapons, then people will be hurt instead of sticks. And we won't be able to uh, smash down the revolt as they did in, in Venezuela and every other country that went communist. But, but to be sure, Clavern, that's why we have them, just as a note. But, but you don't believe in that. <laughs> and, and, and the integrity of the vote goes to show if there's smoke, there's fire. You don't want to have to have an ID. That is racist. Well, then I find it sexist because I'm an alpha male and I like my guns and buy more ammo when you can. And you want to have more time from you want to put more time between the decision of me owning a gun, buying that ammunition. And when you, the government, are going to allow me to and have my inalienable right. Mr. Clyburn, it's not going to happen anymore. The woke are on the right <laughs> and people aren't playing this game no more. But it's, it's, but it's 100% political, bro. It's not. It's, it's all politics. It's, it's, because listen, these same brown people, I just did a show. <laughs> the same brown people, right? Most of them in Congress are trying to get gun control, right? Yep. The same brown people in Congress would say our government's racist. Yep. So why in the hell would you let a racist government take all your guns? <laughs> It's absolute political. Did you see my mouth there? It's like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, don't worry. <laughs> that is exactly, garbage. I mean, it's political garbage. And, and, and the thing is, is look, I, I've spoke to some of the, the, the millennials, the zillennials, and, 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 and it's not your fault, okay? Turn the channel. Look at another view. I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to fight you. I don't want to shoot you. I want you to want to see the other side. Amen. So closing, Clyburn, you cannot take a right that was given to us by God. That's a God-given right, not a man-given right. So I don't care how much power you wield, majority whip, whatever. Um, none of you in Congress have the power to take a creator-given liberty. That's self-evident. And the security of my free and vulnerable state is in my hands because I'm the militia. Amen? That's right. So with that said, Brother, thank you so much. For no, man. Show today, man, we're going to do a lot. We're going to do a lot. And uh, I, I was so blessed to meet you in Columbia and your beautiful family. And man, you sent me that first video. I'm like, and people send me videos and I'm like, okay. And I give it a ride and I'm like, holy crap. I sent it to like six militias. I sent it to all these people like, check this dude out. He's awesome. Uh, if you get a chance, please, man, uh, go to send his like and share this. Send it everywhere because... This is the kind of voice we need out there. And that's why I end every show with my, what I do when I speak. Uh, and it's kind of my mantra. Show up. Speak up. It's your republic. Fight show for up, it. Speak up. It's your republic. Fight for it. <laughs> that's all you have to do. We've moved mountains. And if you want, go to I'm Fired Up on Facebook, Telegram, Twitter, <laughs> maybe for a while. Um, don't email them. Yeah, don't, don't email. email. Well, my intern's good about that. I have a Second Amendment guy that checks most of that stuff. But uh, uh, what is your email? What, how can they reach you? Uh, I'm fired up host at Gmail uh, is the best way to get a hold of us. And uh, you can go to any of the message boards on one of our pages and uh, hit us up, man, because you want us to come talk. You want us to come make somebody feel uncomfortable. 
we'll get rid of this and we'll put on a, a, a shirt with no sleeves and we'll go out there and get weird. Ah, Chad Caton, I'm fired up. AR-14. Yeah, buddy. This is the man. So thank you for being on the show, brother. You the man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for everything you're doing. And uh, let's save the Republic. What do you say? I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> that concludes our program for today. But again, in the coming weeks and months, 2A for Today will be talking to experts, scholars, trainers, and all forms of gun right activists and Second Amendment proponents to answer the many questions that we all have and unpack the various laws and trespasses of our rights that have already been enacted and those that are on the horizon. Again, if the Second Amendment's important to you, make sure to subscribe to the New American Magazine and get on the 2A for Today mailing list so that you get an email alert anytime we upload a video or stream a live event. And share these videos with your family and friends who feel the same or those that are riding the fence between liberty and tyranny who need a little bit more convincing. You've been watching 2A for Today. My name is Zoe. Post your comments or questions, and we'll try to address as many as we can as fast as we can in the coming weeks and months. Thank you for watching 2A for Today. <laughs>